to the 90 Plus Extra Time Podcast. It's Rob. Happy Monday. I know most of you guys in the States um, adjusted your clocks, put your clocks back this weekend. So, you know, <laughs> today you may either feel a little bit more rested than normal. I don't know. We had a, we put our clocks back last weekend here in Europe. And for me, it doesn't matter if the clock's going forward or backwards. That first week afterwards, I always feel kind of funky, even though, you know, in the fall you get the extra hours sleep or whatever. Um, still always feels kind of weird for that first week. But now, you know, I'm used to it being dark at four o'clock in the afternoon now. Um, so things are good, but I hope everybody had a good weekend. I did. I actually went to a wedding this weekend, had a lot of fun. Um, didn't get to watch too much football this weekend. I did get to see the Stuttgart game though. And that's what I'm going to start with. So, um, Last episode, I was talking about how Stuttgart got beat by Hamburg. It was 6-2. to two. They are playing in Hamburg. And that game was last Saturday. And then Stuttgart had to, you know, come right back and play them again on Tuesday in the Deutsche Pokal. So after that, you know, embarrassing defeat, I, I didn't think that they were going to be able to do too much against Hamburg. But to my surprise, they were able to win on the road 2-1. to one. Um in the Deutsche Pokal, so the game was really weird. Uh, Stuttgart got a penalty in the second minute, and then they didn't score again until the game went into extra time. Um, they scored in the 113th minute to win it, and like, let me tell you, that last, like, I mean, I guess it was like 10 to 11 minutes after they scored was probably the most stressful that I've been. Uh, you know, Stuttgart has not been doing too well in the Deutsche Pokal like the last three or four years. Um, this is the farthest they've progressed in a while. Um, they're actually now in the round of 16, which is good. Um, their next opponent, they'll be playing on the road. Uh, they'll be playing against Bayer Leverkusen. Um, I was hoping that, that game would be a home game, but it didn't work out that way. Um, they'll play that game against them um, in the first week of February, so we got a while until then. And, yeah, they made it to the, to the round of 16, which is, is crazy. But... Um, Fast forward to the next match they had was on Saturday here in Stuttgart. They were hosting Dynamo Zagreb. Um, that game, I mean, Stuttgart was playing really well. They had a lot of possession. It seemed like they were constantly moving forward with the ball. Uh, they ended up winning three to one. Uh, one of those goals was an own goal, but you know, whatever goal's a goal, I'll take the win. And uh, you know, they're pretty happy. That's that's two wins in a row. I mean, not you know in all competitions, you know, the Pokal and the Bundesliga. Um, so, I, like I said, I will take it. Um, after that that <laughs> embarrassing loss to Hamburg, I mean, I was, I just didn't think that, uh, you know, it could get any worse than that. Um, hopefully, you know, things just work out a little bit better. Hopefully they can figure out whatever the hell it was that was wrong with them and, uh, you know, continue to build on, you know, these last two matches, these last two wins. Um, next game, they'll be playing on Saturday on the road. Uh, they'll be playing against Osnabrück. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Right now, Stuttgart is sitting in third place in the second Bundesliga. That's that promotion playoff spot. Um, they're two points behind Hamburg, who's in first, and two points behind Armenia Bielefeld, who's in second. Uh, but they're four points clear of Esgeberga Au, who's in fourth, fourth place with 19 points. So... Um, I'm sitting pretty good, you know. I'm hoping, you know, before Christmas they'll be back in first place. Uh, we'll see what happens. Take it one game at a time. Um, 
just enjoying these last two victories. You know, hopefully they do well on Saturday too. But like I always say, we'll see what happens. So the big story this weekend here in Germany um, was about Bayern Munich. Uh, it's probably one of the worst weekends that Bayern has had in a while. Um, if you were looking on Twitter, um, seeing what their fans were writing, you would think that they were really close to being relegated. But uh, first, they had a terrible, terrible match. They lost 5-1. to one. Um, They were on the road playing against Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, I've already mentioned on this podcast quite a few times that their coach, Niko Kovac, was on the hot seat. Now, prior to this weekend, I mean, you know, keep in mind, Bayern won the league last year. Um, and if you add in this match that they just lost, granted it was 5-1, to one, and they were playing with 10 men for the majority of the match. Jerome Boateng got a uh, early red card, I think it was in the ninth or 10th minute. But up until the end of that game, they still had only lost two matches all season out of 10 games. They've only lost two. Um, you know, they're saying how the, the German press, I, I saw the paper on on Sunday um, saying that, you know, Bayern is just doing tragically. Um, I can't really, my, my translation of the word abgeschmiert, um, it translates loosely to like greased, but it can also mean like if something is like going down, kind of like a plane. Um, but... Like I said, in the Bundesliga, they've lost two matches all season out of 10 games. Keep in mind that they've won all of their Deutsche Pokal matches as well as all of their Champions League matches. But last night, their manager, Niko Kovac, was fired. Now, I understand, you know, Bayern is expected to be the best team in, in Germany. They strive to be the best team in Europe. Um, they have only lost two games, like I mentioned, all season. They're sitting right now in fourth place, which, you know, nobody's used to seeing, especially, you know, seeing uh, Munch and Gladbach still sitting on top of the table, which is which is weird. But uh, I don't know. It just seems like they, I don't know, like they just, they, they couldn't deal. I mean, granted, a 5-1 loss is, is bad, but, uh, you know, this is coming from a guy whose team lost 6-2 last weekend, but... It is bad for Bayern. They were playing on the road. They were down to 10 men. It's not like it was, you know, they just got beat, you know, straight up 5-1. to one. Um, But now their manager's gone. They have a match on Wednesday in the Champions League. Um, they're going to be playing Olympiacos um, in Greece. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. And then this coming weekend, they are playing in... You know, what some people call Der Klassiker. Uh, it's the German big rivalry. It's like the El Clasico in Spain, you know, between Barcelona and Real Madrid. But it's Bayern against Borussia Dortmund. Um, it's in Bayern. Um, I don't know. Why would you sack your manager right before one of the biggest matches of the season? I don't know. That To me, that last, that last loss for them was kind of flukish. Um, Boateng, I mean, it was an obvious, you know, he had to be sent off because of what happened. Um, but then, you know, that puts your team into a, you know, really bad position and the manager ends up paying the price for it. So, um, so yeah, 
on Wednesday, they can potentially secure moving into the uh, the knockout stages of the Champions League because uh, right now they haven't lost any matches. They're sitting on nine points in the Champions League. They win one more. Um, they'll put them at 12. They'll be guaranteed to make it to, excuse me, to the knockout stages. And then three days later, you got to play. Granted, they're playing at home, but you're playing Borussia Dortmund right now, who's sitting in second place. And keep in mind, Bayern is only four points out of first place right now. They're only one point behind Borussia Dortmund, and they're they're level on points with third place RB Leipzig and uh, Freiburg, who's in fifth, and then Schalke, who's in sixth. So, I mean, right now, their interim manager is this uh, Hans-Dieter Flick. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot of names that have been floated around about who's going to replace Kovac. Um, obviously, you know, one of the first names because he's constantly lurking around Europe um, is Jose Mourinho. I personally would not want to see him playing in the Bundesliga. I don't like the, the style of football that he uses. He, he's a little too defensive. He's, you know, he's loves to park the bus. Um, you know, to me, it seems like he plays for draws and, you know, he only attempts to score when, you know, it's kind of convenient. I don't know. I just don't like that style. It's not really like a free flowing style of football, but I mean, he's been successful with it, but I don't think that Bayern fans would be satisfied with that type of, with that style of play. I mean, I could be wrong, but I just, me personally, I don't want to see, uh, Jose Mourinho in the in the Bundesliga, um, but you know he's all over the media. He was joking a couple weeks ago, saying that he's been practicing German. This is before Kovac got uh, fired, but of course you know he's been in the hot seat. Um, then there's like names like Arsene Wenger, the former Arsenal manager. He's been out of a job now for I think this is the second year. Um, yeah, I mean he already speaks German, which would be good. Um, but I also, I don't know. I mean, I guess he would be a good fit and I'd rather see him much more than uh, Mourinho, but I don't know. There was a reason why, you know, fans in, uh, at Arsenal were saying for the longest time that they wanted him to be gone. Um, I don't know. And then there's, uh, Allegri who this, you know, this is his first year not coaching. Um, I don't know if he speaks German or not. You know, honestly, I don't really think that matters too much. But, uh, I mean, he's a good coach, but I don't know. I'm sure there's some other names that are, you know, being thrown around. I'm sure some people are probably talking about Pochettino leaving Tottenham to come to Bayern, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure there's some other names that are out there, but those are the big three that, that I've been reading and seeing. Um, yeah, so we'll see, because Bayern right now, I mean, they're, they're going to need something. Um, I just read on the news that uh, Lewandowski is going to have groin surgery. Um, but apparently he's not going to miss any games, which is weird because, like I said, they have a game on Wednesday um, in the Champions League in Greece. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, I don't know. I still I predicted that Bayern was going to win the league. I still think they're going to win the league, even though right now they're they're sitting in fourth place. Um, still a lot of games left to play. Um, like what twenty four games left in the Bundesliga? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just. I don't know, to me it just seems like they just, uh, I don't know, that they just jumped the gun, um, fired him a little too soon. I, I, don't, I don't believe in firing coaches like halfway through the season unless there's some like gross misconduct that happens to the coach. I think, 
you know, managers need to be given a little bit more time. This was only Kovac's second year at Bayern. Again, he won the league last year. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this was, I think, the first game they've played since Nicolas Sula got hurt. I could be wrong, so maybe they played in the, the Deutsche Pokal. But uh, I mentioned on either last podcast or the podcast before about Jerome Boateng and him, you know, getting back into the squad after not being selected a lot this season. And what does he do? He Nine minutes in, he gets himself thrown out of a game and the team, you know, gives up a bunch of goals. And then next, you know, the manager is sacked. So, but it'll never be the player's fault. It's always the managers that are that are gone. Um, I don't know. The the brass at uh, Bayern, um, they've been trying to get rid of Boateng. I mean, maybe this now will give them even more of a reason to try to sell him in uh, January, or to just let him go in uh, in the summer market. But I don't know. We'll see. But that's that's what's going on right now with Bayern. I really don't. You know, I'm not a Bayern fan. Obviously, I'm a Stuttgart fan, so I kind of hate talking about Bayern. But this was the big news that was going on in Germany, and I, I can't lie. You know, I get a little bit of joy out of there being a little bit of dysfunction in the the team that's supposed to be the best team in Germany. So um, I don't know, but hopefully they get it together because you know I do still like watching them play. They are a good team, and uh, but it is good for the Bundesliga that right now they're kind of struggling, and maybe somebody else will be able to step up. So at the end of last season, um, Stuttgart played in the relegation playoff against uh, Union Berlin, or as the Germans say it, Union Berlin. Um, and, you know, Stuttgart over two legs, they, they lost to Union Berlin. Union Berlin got promoted, and for the first time in the Bundesliga, you know, the first Bundesliga, there were two teams from Berlin playing. Um, so obviously you're going to have a Berlin derby. You got Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin. Hertha Berlin, it's a club that was, um, you know, when the city was divided, played in West Berlin, and Union Berlin played in East Berlin. So this is going to be a big deal for the city of Berlin. I know I talked about this, like, very early on in the, uh, you know, first or second episode of the podcast. Um, And finally, um, you know, we had that game. Um, I know originally the Bundesliga was talking about trying to make the game on the on October 3rd, which is a German holiday here. It's the day of German uh, unity. Um, but instead, they, you know, I guess both clubs couldn't decide or didn't want to do that because they thought that, you know, German unity is bigger than than football. Um, so instead, they decided to have the first one this weekend, um, which is kind of weird because. Um, basically, this coming weekend, the 9th of, uh, of November, will be the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. So instead of having it you know, on the German Unity Day, they had it actually closer to the anniversary of the uh, fall of the Berlin Wall. And this game was played at Union's Stadium. And um, I would not have predicted the way that it went. Um, you know, it seemed like it was a kind of a boring match. Um, then the fans, I guess, decided to, you know, start to get crazy, started throwing flares. There was a really, really long stoppage in the game. Um, eventually, you know, it resumed players. They went off the field for a while, came back on 
and uh, it was decided by a penalty in the 87th minute, and um, Union won it. The first Berlin Derby in the Bundesliga was won by the underdog, who last year was playing in the second Bundesliga, um, and now, you know, the next game will be played, obviously, after the new year, uh, probably towards the end of the season, I'm thinking, like, April, um, end of April, and uh, it'll be played in the Olympic Stadium, which is Hertha Berlin Stadium, and hopefully it won't be as wild, hopefully the fans will be a little bit more controlled, uh, I guess we'll see how, how it is, um, you know, the stadium's a little bit bigger, I think it'll be harder for people to throw flares, <clears throat> at least to get them on the pitch, uh, depending on where they're at, we'll see how, you know, the police deal with the, uh, the Union Berlin fans, um, which I don't think they're you know, there'll be too big of an issue. I think there's more excitement about that game than anything and wanting to represent, like, you know, their side of the city um, for the first time, you know, in the top flight of German football. But uh, that that game lived up to everything that, that I expected it to be. I just didn't expect for Union Berlin to win it. Um, now we get to look forward to that. Union Berlin is actually doing better than I expected them to do. Um, I know that... Uh, I said that they were probably going to be one of the teams that were going to get relegated at the end of the season, but right now they're sitting in 14th place, so they're what, two spots out of the relegation zone, and you know they got Mainz, Augsburg, and Cologne and Paderborn all behind them. Um, didn't expect to see Cologne there, but whatever. Um, I, I think that Union Berlin probably will still be in the Bundesliga at the end of the season. Uh, they're only three spots behind the other Berlin team. Um, but like I said, a lot of games to play. Uh, but I will be looking forward to that next match between them. Uh, like I said, it'll be probably the end of April or maybe the beginning of April. Um, haven't looked at the schedule that far out. Um, but yeah, the game was uh, was pretty good for the first one, first Berlin Derby. Hopefully, first of many. So we got the Champions League back this week after like a two-week break. Um, some pretty decent games. Um, tomorrow, let's see, we got uh, Liverpool hosting Genk. Napoli hosting Salzburg. Uh, Barcelona hosting Slavia Prague. Uh, Borussia Dortmund hosting Inter Milan. Zenit St. Petersburg hosting RB Leipzig. This should be a decent game, especially, you know, coming off what uh, Timo Werner was able to do this weekend. He had a hat trick for goals, and then he also contributed three assists. I mean, the final score was 8-0, um, RB Leipzig against Mainz. But, you know, I mean, that's an impressive performance. And I don't think that, even though he just signed a long-term deal, I don't think Timo Werner is going to end up being in uh, Leipzig next season. I think he's going to go to England. Uh, let's see, then we got Lyon hosting Benfica, Chelsea hosting Ajax, and Valencia hosting Lille. And then for Wednesday, uh, we got PSG hosting Club Brugge, Bruges, however you want to say it. Um, Real Madrid hosting Galatasaray. Um, I mentioned this earlier, Bayern hosting Olympiacos. Red Star Belgrade hosting Tottenham. Atalanta hosting uh, Manchester City. Dynamo Zagreb hosting Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, Locomotive Moscow hosting Juventus. And I don't know why, but it always seems like Ronaldo goes to Russia when it's cold during the Champions League. 
It always seems like that. Um, and hopefully Juventus doesn't rest him. We saw what happened when they attempted to rest him last week. Um, and then finally, we got uh, Bayer Leverkusen hosting Atletico Madrid. So there's a decent amount of games, and there are some teams that will probably be able to lock up um, advancing to the knockout stages. Uh, like PSG, they're sitting on top of their group. If they win one more, um, they're, they're a lock for uh, moving on. Uh, same thing with Bayern. I mentioned them earlier. Um, same thing with Manchester City. They've won all three games. They win one more 12 points. You're going to move on. Um, Juventus and Atletico Madrid, they're in the same group. They both have seven points. So it's gonna. they're probably going to have to p- play to the fifth match day to determine that. Um, same thing with Group E. Um, you got Napoli with seven, Liverpool with six, and then Salzburg with three. So it's going to take a few more games to determine that. Group F also, you got Barcelona sitting on top with seven, um, Inter Milan in uh, second with four points, and then also Borussia Dortmund uh, with four points. That may not be decided until the last match day. Uh, Group G, same thing. You got all four teams only separated by three points with uh, Leipzig on top with six, Benfica in fourth with three, and then Zenit St. Petersburg and Lyon both have four points. Um, then finally, Group H, you got Chelsea and Ajax sitting on top with six points each. And then uh, Valencia in third with four. And then Lille with one point. Um, so, I mean, anything can happen in some of those groups. But like I mentioned, PSG, Bayern, uh, Man City, they win their next one and they're definitely moving on. And I don't think anybody expects them to not move on. They're, you know, by far the, the some of the strongest teams in the competition. And they got... they. You know, they got some pretty weak group draws for them. Um, yeah, I mean, Man City is with Dynamo Zagreb, Shakhtar Dunets, and Atalanta. And then Bayern, I mean, they do have Tottenham in there, but they absolutely destroyed Tottenham when they played against them. And then Red Star Belgrade and Olympiacos. And then uh, PSG, they, they have Real Madrid there, but it's not the Real Madrid of past. So, and then they got Club Brugge and Galatasaray. So those are some pretty easy draws. And um, I still see, I don't actually now, I can't even tell you who I think is going to win the Champions League. I, I, I think it'll be Juventus, maybe. But um, I don't know. A lot can happen between now and now in June, now in May. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Still, a lot of players can move during the transfer window, um, which will open in less than two months, which is kind of crazy. Um, plus, you know. Yeah, I don't know. There's still, there's still so, so much that could possibly happen between now and uh, the end of the Champions League season. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. All right, so this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Um, that's because next week is going to be by far the longest episode that I've recorded. Um, cause there's going to be a lot going on. Um, with that being said, the MLS cup final is set. Um, it'll take place on, uh, November 10th and it'll be the Seattle Sounders against Toronto FC. I think two teams that nobody expected to make it to the final. I think everybody was kind of hoping that it would be LAFC versus NYCFC. Um, they just couldn't, couldn't get it done. <clears throat> so, I mean, this is still going to be a, a great final. 
Sounders against Toronto. Um, we'll see if I'm going <laughs> to stay up or get up to watch that. Um, it's a six-hour time difference. So, Or no, correction, sorry, they're playing in... Uh, I thought it was in D.C. for some strange reason. They're actually playing in Seattle. Uh, so that's a nine-hour time difference then from where I'm at now. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I might just have to watch the the recording. Um, but we'll see. But like I said, next week's episode is going to be the longest that I've ever recorded. Um, probably the biggest show that I've done. Um, covering MLS, uh, Champions League, Europa League the top five leagues and everything else that's going on. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to end the show and, um, thank you guys for listening. Um, thanks for all your comments, emails. Um, as always, if you have any suggestions or questions, you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for 90 plus extra time or the 90 plus extra time podcast. Uh, I will put the email address in the show notes or the show description. And uh, just thank you guys for listening. And I will see you next week. Thanks a lot. All right, bye.